Hi, I'm Dr. Adrienne McKeon, AKA the Story Whisperer. I'm here to help creators of all stripes to discover, shape, and share the narrative gems buried within them. This season, 2020 Hindsight, is all about recognizing both the challenges we overcame and the unexpected gifts we received from the unprecedented events of the year 2020. Life handed us a jar of expired olives, and we each made our own unique version of a quarantini. And if these inspirational stories should happen to inspire you to share yours, well, that's allowed. Hey everyone, welcome to the That's Allowed podcast. I'm your hostess, Dr. Adrienne McKeon. And today we're here with Mika Gobig, like go big or go home. Please introduce yourself. Hi, Adrienne. Thanks for having me. I'm Mika Gobig, founder and CEO of Gobig Coaching, as the name invited that. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, yeah, I'm a life and leadership coach. I primarily work uh, with my clients on authentic visibility and confident presence. Um, most of my clients are women in tech. Um, that's also, I mean, that, that's also due to the fact that I am in Seattle. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm also, I'm also a writer. I'm a published author. I am the owner of uh, a, a boutique communications agency for the German luxury car for mostly for the German luxury car industry, a couple of other companies. Um, yeah. And I've been in the US in Seattle for eight years now. Very happy here. I'm really interested in this concept of authentic visibility. Can you please tell us a little bit more about what that means and how you got into that? So visibility has always been a topic for me and I pushed it away a, long a lot of times. So mm -hmm. I grew up in a smaller town and my family, everybody was highly visible. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. by default, I was highly visible with the rest of them without actually doing anything for it. And somehow that led me to, uh, into a field where suddenly I was completely invisible doing translations and editing. I'm very, very good at these things. I'm a very good writer. I'm a very good translator, editor, but it's, it's total invisibility, right? Yeah. You suddenly, I'm a good speech writer. I suddenly wrote speeches and presentations for other people, despite the fact that I actually do like public speaking. I love it. And uh, it took me a long time to realize also that I was, for instance, imitating my dad when I did public speaking, because I thought this is how you do it. Yeah. So there are a lot of different steps involved um, in my visibility journey. Um, and today I'm a lot more confident about it. I, I've always been self-assured, but it's very different than letting your authentic self show up out there. And I think that's, that's something that many women struggle both uh, in their professional lives to a certain extent, also in their private lives because of the comparison culture we're dealing with. And then also for those who have a business that requires an online presence or not requires, but that might benefit from an online presence, 
there too. Absolutely. And that's, that's all these things uh, I like to work on with my, with my clients. Yeah. So I love that idea. It's so interesting just recognizing the difference between visibility and authentic visibility, mm-hmm. you know, showing up kind of loud and proud as your authentic self, not just showing up and being loud. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that, that is a learning that took me quite a long time. All the, it, it took me all the detours through, all right, do the coaching training, work on my negative self-talk, perfectionism. Yeah. And it all fell a lot more into place when I realized that in the end, the big umbrella for me is showing up authentically, not yeah. just showing up. I can really relate to the idea of being, you know, a writer for somebody else. I was a content writer. And so I know exactly what you're talking about, that it is this interestingly invisible space where you're Mm -hmm. kind of getting into somebody else's voice and, you know, saying what you think they would say. It's very, it's not everybody has had that experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I wrote a novel in a, in a field that uh, didn't, that I don't even read. Uh, So (laughs) Again, again, I mean, yes, you have your name there. I had my name on the cover, but it wasn't literary fiction or mystery thriller, what I actually, those things that I actually read. It was rom-com. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, let's dive into the first question here. So what do you think is the story the world isn't getting? I think the story the world isn't getting right now, I mean, fortunately, many people are getting it, but not enough, that back to normal isn't good enough. Mm. Sing it, sister. Right? Tell us more. It's, it's really the, norm, the normal we had and that we lost last year. Uh, what is not good enough to just go back to normal. I think that that is something, there are several aspects to it. On the one hand, for me, it's the nature thing. The, I think Mother Earth has shown us the middle finger. And right now we have a vaccine, which feels like outsmarting nature. But if we don't learn our lesson, we will not. I think, I think we, have, we know that we are not outsmarting nature. We are part of it. Uh, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is on a societal level. Here in the US, I've seen more of it. Uh, like especially here in Seattle, um, I've seen more of it, but there's still not enough discourse uh, on the on, on topics like that on diversity topics in general. And I think the last gender gap study said that women lost 19 years with the pandemic. 19 years is a setback of 19 years, and so I think we really need to have a very very different conversation about how we are bringing women back to work and empowering them because we have seen that everybody can work from home now not everybody but in certain professions so empower people let them let them choose what works for them yeah i think you're absolutely right that work from home is especially empowering to women Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those things where a lot of the time, you know, if you're a parent, you are the parent that is expected to be the parent on duty. And so 
it's much easier if you can work from home at least some of the time and have a flexible right. schedule. Right. And I mean, I, I did suddenly get emails from certain people at like 4 a.m. or 11 p.m. That's okay. If that's a time that works for you. Yeah. That's different, right? And I think a lot of people have learned what works for them during this weird time. Yeah. And I think there has been this really unprecedented openness to new ways of doing things, which mm-hmm. was long overdue. We've been doing mm-hmm. things the same way basically since, you know, the, the Industrial Revolution. Almost. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and this was created in a system where you basically had, you know, a servant, your wife, working for you, doing mm-hmm. all of the stuff at home so that you could have this 40-hour work week. That 40-hour work week doesn't work as well when both parents are working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's so, so many points here where we can, where we can start uh, really making a huge difference. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think we need to not, you know, going back to normal, I I think not only is it not good enough, it's like, why, why Mm -hmm. (laughs) it wasn't really working for us in the Mm -hmm. first place. Why would we do that? Let's take this opportunity to create something new, create something better. So you said we, you know, if we haven't, if we don't learn our lesson, what do you think the lesson was? I think in general, the lesson has been uh, really clearly phrased already by by uh, Greta Thunberg and and uh, that oh, yeah. that scene of very young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not the master of nature; we are a part of nature, Absolutely. and we cannot just go go do whatever we want. And that is something that respect for our environment. Uh, it's clearly not uh, not a driving force for most countries and, and many, many people. I love that word, respect. I think so many people say, oh, I love nature, but do you mm-hmm. respect nature? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Real love has to be rooted in respect, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Agreed. absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your journey in the year 2020. How did that, you know, what obstacles did you overcome and what gifts did you get from that year? I actually had a pretty good year uh, <laughs> after, after well, in the first couple of weeks, I was, of course, as shocked, disappointed, scared as everybody else. But I realized very quickly that I was in a very privileged position. We had just, uh, my husband and I um, and the dog had just moved from a, from one of those loft style uh, downtown places to a base to a regular spacious two bedroom place. So in that loft style place, I don't know what we would have done. Um, yeah. But so we were already in a place where, yeah, it's still very close, but uh, not as close as many other people. We both could work from home. So that was that was a gift. So we were not, we don't have, had, we didn't have the existential worries that yeah. came into play for many people. I personally was also not really worried about myself because I just totally knew respiratory tract. That's not my weak point. I just yeah. really knew I would, I would uh, of course do ev- everything that was supposed to be done, 
but I wasn't afraid for myself. I was afraid for my family in Germany, which I haven't seen in over two years. That's that's still a weird, weird thing that disconnect. Yeah. Um, but then I actually settled in quite well and saw benefits like, oh, I don't have 15 people in my workshop. I have 50 because it's now a webinar or things like that. Yeah. Um, which I found at least interesting. I still... I still miss the, the personal touch, but uh, I found it really interesting. And my big change for, for 2020 was actually not the pandemic. My big change was that I, in, in September, uh, broke my le leg. And not only did I break it, I completely shattered like uh, both uh, bones in my lower leg plus the ankle. I was like in 23 pieces. So I have a lot of hardware in there now. So I couldn't walk for three months. And, How did you do that? Uh, well, I just stepped off a curb. <laughs> like you do. I, I, wish I, I wish I had an interesting war story. Uh -huh. no, I just walked the dog, stepped off the curb. I have over. heard that from so many people. Just completely yeah. shattered my ankle, shattered my leg, just mm -hmm. stepping off a curb. Yep. Yep. Careful Freak out accident. there, people. Watch, watch yeah. those curbs. <laughs> yeah, curbs. Curbs are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Got to regulate yeah. those things. All right. And that really, that really taught me a lot about slowing down and mm. uh, how much I can delegate. Yeah. So that was, that was a huge lesson. Not that I'm completely done with it, but uh, it's, it's still a work in progress. What advice would you give those listening around uh, delegation? If you think you can maybe delegate something, that means you definitely can. <laughs> I love that. And then probably double that. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, our businesses uh, don't falter when we take sick days or vacation or delegate to other people. You should always only be doing what you only can do. Yep. Yep. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's at least, that's at least always a good goal, right? Because there are always times where you end up doing other things, but uh, know that you want to find the next person to outsource that again, to delegate that to. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes we feel like we're, you know, we're burdening other people or we're wimping out by, you know, uh, giving things. Just remember other people have gifts that they want to give too. You can't be selfish. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, we all, I used to do that in my workshops when it was in person uh, that I would at a certain point ask people, who of you likes to help others? And of course, pretty much everybody raises their hand. I was like, yeah, yeah. of course, of course I love to help others. So like, okay. Are you asking for help too? And it was like, no. It's like, okay, how about you rethink help in you doing the other person a favor? Because yes. quite honestly, you benefit when you can help someone. It benefits, it benefits your confidence. You feel good about yourself. You've done something nice. It just, uh, it's, it's a very good thing. So asking for help is doing something nice for others in a way. I think you're absolutely right. That took me a while to figure out, but mm -hmm. once I did, it really changed everything for me. And also other people's boundary issues are not your problem. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, you can make it your problem, and we all do (laughs) too often, but if you can't say no, if, if, if you ask someone and the person cannot say no because they have boundary issues, that's on them, not on you for asking. Yeah. Can you say more about that? What, what, what would a boundary issue uh, constitute? You know, I used to, when people asked me to, to volunteer my time, mm-hmm. I always used to say yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Especially, uh, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. I Especially do, I do. Work, work for yourself. And mm-hmm. there are certain things that may be paid by the hour. So that's kind of a price you have for your time. But, oh, you have to do all these things anyway that are not directly uh, revenue related. So I'm like, okay, so you might as well volunteer your time here and there when people ask. And, uh, and that is that is something I had to learn. First, it was uh, an older entrepreneur telling me, are you really standing at a bake sale when you could easily make a lot more money in that time and then just donate the money? Right. Is that bake sale really about community? And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I always love to say every yes is a no to something else. And often yep. it's a no to something that you don't even know is an option yet. It hasn't right. even presented itself. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the sentences I've learned, I actually have it on a post-it note around here, is like, for certain things, I am a gracious no for now. I love that. That's, not, that's, that. not, that's not like the total, uh, nope. Just like, for right now, I'm a gracious no. Beautiful. What other advice would you give the, especially the women listening today? As far as, boundaries go I would say put the dates with yourself on your calendar really schedule Mm -hmm. them because that's the only way uh you will always always something will always come up and it'll take priority and I mean so true I'm not saying that when you get a call from your school because there's something going on with your kid you should not prioritize that (laughs) but a lot of stuff just uh, looks important looks urgent and in reality of course it could easily wait yeah and so something i don't know what it is you enjoy for me i i have a, a gym membership in a pilates studio and i schedule like two or three weeks out mm-hmm. there might be still changes but i put the classes i mean to take on my schedule and they are actually on my work schedule because that way uh, nobody can book those slots. You got to keep that stuff sacred. It's really yeah. true. And I think it's, it just makes it easier. If somebody says to you, know, oh, well, like, uh, can you do it at this time? Like, oh no, I have something scheduled for that time. You don't mm-hmm. even have to tell them what it is. You don't have to tell anybody. Anything. No, yep. you don't, yep. you don't ha- owe anybody an explanation. Your time is yep. yours. You own it. I actually, yes. My emails are getting way shorter these days because <laughs> yes. I used to always say, Oh, sorry, I can't do that because, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. No, they don't need to know. Sorry, I can't do that. Does another time work? Or I can, I can point you towards someone who can help you, but not why. Absolutely. 
Yeah. The other big shift I've tried to make is going out of apology and into appreciation. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, I can't make it, you know, I really appreciate your flexibility around this. That date's not going to work for me. Yep. Yep. That's Just, a good one. Yeah. That's it really, it really changes things, at least in my, you know, in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are the things where we always have to experiment and that feel uh, for a lot of women, especially it starts with super tiny steps. Yeah. I always, I always uh, jokingly call it micro dosing self-care. <laughs> um, but it's really like, I mean, if, let's say if you have two toddlers at home and you have this idea because your best friend does it, that you should go to three yoga classes, you're probably going to fail and beat yourself up that yeah. you're not doing it. Right. So, so that's where the micro dosing is like, all right, we have a socially, a social agreement that when you use the bathroom, you close the door behind you. That's where nobody checks if you take two minutes or four. Mm -hmm. That's your time to take a couple of deep breaths. So maybe it's even your time to, to uh, do a sun salutation or something. Right? So little things, try to find something that works for people just so that they really relearn again to put themselves first yeah like like oxygen mask first type of thing I had a client who was really struggling with this and just having such a hard time kind of scheduling in time for herself and so I suggested she was also really embarrassed about the idea of putting self-care on her calendar because mm -hmm. she has an assistant she didn't want her assistant to get judgy about <laughs> and I get mm -hmm. that I get that and so I suggested she call it PT Kind of sounds yeah. like physical therapy, but it's personal yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Could Just be, could be physical therapy, could be personal trainer. Looks very active. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and you can do like whatever that. you want with that time because it yeah. is your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. PT, yeah. I like that. I'll Just use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feel free, feel free. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you, um, you're so inspiring and you've just done so much. And what I love is how you're giving so many of your gifts at the same time. What advice would you give to those out there who are kind of struggling with like, but I don't know what I should be doing with my time. I would say uh, that's actually Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, follow your curiosity. Yes. Because uh, if, people, if people are stuck because they don't really know what they should be doing, then they are following someone else's agenda, right? Yes. yes. And that doesn't feel good and they know it. And that's why they are stuck and don't know what they should be doing because they don't want to follow other people's agenda. And somewhere, somewhere deep inside, they know that. Because but, the shoulds uh, are- Yeah, the should, the should goals are really, they suck. And I mean, should goals- are the ones that we set on New Year's Eve and, and by February, we're totally over them, right? Because exactly. they're just like those, those very uninspiring things. So I think that follow your curiosity is really a big deal. What interests you right now? And um, for some people that might go down very deep into it doesn't have to be a rabbit hole. It can be expertise, right? Uh, for other people who are multi-interested, multi-passionate, there might be a time 
uh, when you when it really serves you to give yourself permission to chase the shiny objects, just to get that experience, just to to figure it out. I mean, I I am inattentive ADHD, and um, that shiny object hunt is real for me. It's real. Like, what? What? Yeah, it's totally real. Um, it's real. Yeah, exactly. Like my dogs, like oh, in the park. That's mm -hmm. yeah. But I do have a big why, and I have a couple of guideposts. Yeah. And at least I can. That helps me to sort out stuff that totally doesn't fit. And uh, other things that go on my list, and I'll review every once in a while, or I allow myself on the weekend to 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 dip into it, but then. Um, come back to to what really uh, is my passion or what what really keeps my energy level up I, I really mostly look at what brings my energy up that's yeah. my very clear physical indicator yeah I always say a strength isn't necessarily something you're really good at it's something that gives you energy yeah yeah because we are all very good at things that don't inspire us at all right yeah I mean absolutely I mean I'm, I'm very good at folding laundry very good <laughs> <laughs> looks so like in true. a store yeah not what i would call a talent i want to build on <laughs> not a superpower so where's your curiosity right now where are you being pulled right now so apart from the the work i do i mean generally my curiosity yeah. is with people um and and individuals i meet right so so where, where do we connect for instance but uh, right now, uh, my, my big point of curiosity is how far we can go to really, to really advocate the cause of women in the world. Like, is there a way to do something like the Paris Climate Agreement for, for women empowerment? And Girl. I'm having a lot of conversations around that. And um what is what is that quote we always overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10 so that's that's like something that. i'm really looking into what are the, the levers that would make a huge difference just like yeah. the key levers that's awesome so how did you get into this business what's your story there uh, <laughs> so my my background, uh, which I talked a little bit about before, yeah. is mostly in the German luxury car industry. That's a very, very male dominated industry. I can imagine. Right. Um, and and the, the, I think the focus is still I don't want to talk too much about how it is today because I've been gone for yeah. a long time. But the focus was never on women as customers either. It was really yeah. very, very much of old boys club game or young yep. boys club game and uh, when i came to seattle almost 10 years ago now and uh, met friends and of course it's seattle uh, there are a lot of people a lot of women i met work for the names that come to mind for everybody and the stories you start hearing are exactly like the stories you heard 20 years ago in the car industry and the construction industry, uh, those those very male dominated industries, just maybe a little more passive aggressive. 
not as outspoken. Um, and that made me very angry. And I like anger as a driving force. I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of uh, the positive power behind anger. And uh, I had done my coaching training still back in Germany, but I had, I had only dabbled in business and career coaching, very, very not on the personal level. And when I moved to the US and gave it some time, then I realized, oh no, the tools are the same anyway. And I'm really more interested. What really lights me up is, is a more holistic perspective on yeah. how, how people can show up as, as authentic leaders, uh, how they can make a difference in the world, these things, and have, and have a life they actually enjoy instead of just coping. What would you say are some characteristics of authentic leadership? I would, I'm German enough to, to, to lead this with dissent friendly. I'm, I'm coming from a very dissent forward culture. So, mm-hmm. uh, of course, that it's, it's very, that's a huge difference. And uh, I feel that people underestimate how, how much they can show up as leaders by just saying, I don't agree. Yeah. Um, and then I very strongly believe in the, in that context, I very strongly believe in the concept of kind of a work family. So you may not agree with everybody and you <laughs> may sometimes just not even like everybody, one person that much, but you have each other's back. Yeah. So I think having, having, having each other's back is a huge part of uh, authentic leadership because that's where trust and confidence really lies and it seems like empowering people yeah it seems like you would have to kind of set the lead by example a lot you Mm -hmm. know kind of put yourself out there vulnerably and be like this is me this is who I am like you said dissent even when you disagree even when it's not a popular opinion really get it out there yeah yeah awesome so what would you say is kind of the biggest takeaway for everybody today before we transition into my favorite little exercise that I like to do? If, if they walk away with this and nothing else, what do you really want them to get out of this? I think I've said a couple of things that are maybe not super intuitive for, for everybody, mm-hmm. like the positive power of anger or something or the distance. So maybe the thing you want to consider when when you look at another person is that this person doesn't think like you do Mm -hmm. we always think that people think alike because we have a bubble most of us yeah and those people do think relatively similarly but people think differently and yeah there's more perspectives than black and white there's a lot of not shades of gray but yeah there's a lot of shades of different colors uh in between And respecting that diversity and recognizing that, you know, because they think differently, they can show you a new perspective and vice versa. Exactly. There's always something you can learn. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Anything else? I would say that's plenty. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to take us into my favorite little exercise here. So I'm going to have you close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to breathe in colored light. And just tell me after you breathe it out, what color it was. Orange. 
Awesome. Do it again and tell me if it's the same or different. There's some purple involved. It's mostly orange, but there's some purple involved. Okay. So we got some creation energy and some nice third eye uh, intuitive energy going on there. That's wonderful. So now I'm going to have you keep your eyes closed if that's okay. No, no problem. No problem at all. And so I'm going to wave a magic wand over here. And once I do, everything that you deeply desire will come to pass right here in this moment. And I want you to tell me the first thing you see in this perfect ideal world. Okay. Wand waved. What do you see? A lot of happy people on a meadow in Italy. Ooh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) What can you smell there? Probably the wine in the glasses Mm. more than (laughs) than the meadow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds really nice. Do you have a glass of wine? The sun, yep, yep. I don't always drink, but right now, right now I have, I do so, yes. So you can feel the sun. And the sun, the sun, the soil smells different Mm. in a country where it's that much sun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, breathe that in. And I want you to take a sip of that wine. And this is the best wine you have ever tasted. And what can you hear? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) what can you hear? A lot of conversations and laughing different languages. Mm. Mm. Now, a woman comes up to birds, birds. Yep, yep. A woman comes up to you and she's got this look on her face where she's just, she's glowing with gratitude. You can see that already. And she comes up to you and she says, I just want you to know that you've completely changed my life. And she tells you this incredible story of how you've completely helped her transform her life. She now owns her time. She's authentically herself. She's showing up as herself. She's feeling like a leader. And she just wants you to know that this is all because you took that risk to make a change in your own life. And I want you to just feel that for a moment and tell me what it feels like. Fabulous. Absolutely (laughs) awesome. Strong, really strong. A lot of high energy. Yeah. And so I want you on this vineyard, this amazing, beautiful vineyard that you happen to be on, I want you to find a kind of special place, sort of a little secret area that not everybody knows about, but this is your happy place where you just feel absolutely comfortable and at home. And tell me what that looks like. It's a little, it's a little patio. Hmm by my by my bedroom and it's not it's not a very obvious uh, big patio it's just like sits on the top of a garage or something up to the side but it has it has a spectacular view and it has all the tiled floor and you get you get the nice afternoon sun oh, i want you to feel that tile on your bare feet 
It's nice and cool as you're sitting there in the sun. And what can you smell here? The air is really fresh and there's some probably pine or something. There's trees behind, so. What can you hear? Not much. Nice and quiet. Nice and quiet. Birds, yes. Some mm-hmm. rustling. Perfect. And while you're there, just feeling completely happy and relaxed, something unexpectedly wonderful happens. What is it? I own the place. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I own the place. I just bought the place. <laughs> That's pretty wonderful. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So what are you going to do to celebrate this? Well, I don't want to, I don't want to over, overemphasize the wine issue here, but, uh, but. I think as I am in a, as I'm there <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. It seems like you were already yeah. celebrating. You had all these people yeah. over, you've got this kind of party going. That's wonderful. That's it. Yeah. 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 uh, And so I want you to get some, some uh, good news that you weren't expecting. And what is it? That I'm actually having a retreat there. Uh Ah, now we're talking. Uh I'm hosting a retreat there. I actually have people who want to go there for a retreat. Not only do you have a retreat, it's sold out and you have a wait list. Yes, Yes. wait list. Yes, (laughs) exactly. People are dying to go to your retreat and are just showering you with compliments about this, this first experience that they've already had. And I want you to just feel that for a moment. Just bask in that. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes. Love that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Of course. Of course. I, I mean, I just created the space. You filled it, right? And so that's yours. That's your space. And you can go Mm -hmm. there anytime. And the more you go there, the more the universe will see, oh, yes, that's what she wants. I'll send her that. So. Yep. 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 Universe, I will, I will let you know that <laughs> frequently. Absolutely. I have a little uh, slideshow that I love to watch where I've just put together some images from my little visions. Yeah. I play music with it and I do a little, you know, kind of routine to it in the morning. So I like that. I actually, I actually have photos of uh, pretty much that place in Italy. There so we go. Yeah. Can make a little make slideshow. slideshow like that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I find it really, really helpful. So before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, leave the audience with before you tell them where to find you? As I don't have that retreat coming up yet. Yet. <laughs> like, but... What's out for, what, what <laughs> for that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, sign so get me on up. my newsletter. <laughs> get on my newsletter because eventually people will take you to Italy. 
Absolutely. We'll do a trade. You can come to my retreat and I'll go, go to exactly. yours. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Yep. Totally. I'm in. It. Fantastic. All right. So where can the wonderful folks at home find you and all the wonderful things that you do? So uh, my website is goldbigcoaching.com or mikagobig.com, both lead to the same place. That's where you can find uh, my newsletter to sign up. And especially, and I really, really encourage you to, to do that. I have laser coaching sessions up right now because my 2021 motto that came to me uh, was serving my ass off. So... Mm-hmm. This year, I put on a lot of just free laser coaching sessions where people can just uh, book their slot for half an hour, and that's under availability. So find that there. And if you want to check me out first a little more, then Instagram is usually the place I prefer. That's go underscore big underscore coaching. But you can see pretty much the same content on Facebook. I'm just not there often myself. And feel free to connect on LinkedIn. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was great fun. Thank you so much for being here to witness that. After all, a story with no audience to receive it is like a plant with no soil to take root in. If you found this episode worthwhile, please pass it on. And if you've got a story the world just isn't quite getting, I'm here to help check out my website, thatsallowed.com, to get your free ideal scene meditation and start releasing your masterpiece today.